The Joe Smith Show back, back for another thrilling, thrilling episode. Finally, back. Little hiatus, trying to figure out a lot of things and trying to uh, revamp and rework uh, how I do things. A lot of, lot of things have happened in the past week and a half. Tebow in the news, A-Rod in the news, NFL on its way back. Preseason football is upon us. That means fantasy football is back. So much to get into. So let's start the show. First up, first topic of the day. Of course, we have to start with my boy, everybody's hero, a man's man, a god among men, Tim Tebow. Probably the greatest human being in the history of human beings. He legit can walk on water. And if you don't believe that he can walk on water, you're crazy. Tim Tebow has to be one of the greatest humans ever. Absolutely. All-around great athlete. He comes back, and now he's saying that he's going to play or try out to play Major League Baseball. If you don't think that he will be a decent to good Major League Baseball player, you're crazy. He, no, There's no chance. There's no chance that he won't be a great ba- baseball player. He is an athlete among boys. He He's very good. He, he's just so athletic. He's just naturally. T- if you told me that he was going to like play in the NBA, I I believe him. He could go uh, play hockey. Probably he'd probably be like really good at that. But he I don't think he likes hitting people. So you know that's his thing. Um, I mean he won a playoff game. He won an NFL playoff game. Not many quarterbacks in their career can say that. And if the media didn't turn into a circus every single time he, like, touched the practice field or the field, I think he would have had a longer career than he actually had. I think teams just kind of, uh, you know, fell off the uh, Tebow train in the NFL because of the fact that every city he came with, he came with an immense amount of baggage because of his name and, and the recognition. And it wasn't like it's hard to have that that media coverage and that name and that recognition for a backup or third string quarterback that's working their way back to being a starter again. I think with time, he could have been an NFL starting quarterback. And I still think if he really set his mind to it and the team gave him an opportunity, he could, but now he's going to try baseball. He said he played baseball like last in like high school. If you told me Tim Tebow last played in like, like little league, and he said he wanted to play Major League Baseball, I'm all in. I, I will go on the record, I used to hate Tebow. I used to, I couldn't stand Tebow. And then I like really like opened up my eyes and started reading all of the things that he does like out off the field. Like when he played for the Broncos, the Broncos' natural enemy of the Patriots, I hated him. I just... It's natural. 
It's like you wear a Broncos jersey, you hate I, I hate them. You wear a Yankee jersey, I hate you. It's you wear a Rangers jersey, I hate you. It's it, it's the same thing. It's so Tim Tebow, I didn't like him, and then I opened my eyes. I started reading articles. I started seeing videos and saw how he interacted with with kids and with the community and with with charity. And I'm just like, wow, this is like the greatest human being ever. Like he is, he is like a credit to our world. Like if, like if we were like going to like some like alien conference and we can only send like one human to represent this planet, I'd want it to be Tim Tebow. And if you don't agree with that, you're crazy. There's no like better human being on this planet than Tim Tebow. He just is insane. He's so, he's, like I said, gift to this planet. So I think he's going to do well in Major League Baseball. He has like a tryout. He'll get signed immediately. He already has contracts coming in from like like small teams, you know, uh, farm teams, etc. You know, just for publicity, sell tickets because that's what they need to do. They need to sell tickets. But I think a team should really give him a serious shot. You give him a serious shot. People say he can't throw the football, so maybe he'll be able to throw baseball. Hell, you put that big tight end at like first base. And you teach him how to hit a baseball 450 yards and he's in the home run derby three years later. I mean, it doesn't take much skill to play first base. Hanley Ramirez shows us that all the time. Doesn't, you know, it's not very hard. It's not, not much running involved. You're standing there. It's, you don't need to be a, a, you know, an all-star baseball player most agile baseball player on the planet to play first base. So give Tebow a shot. I, I will be so happy, so happy if that team ends up for some reason being the Red Sox. I will be buying an authentic Tebow Jersey. That second, the second it goes on sale, I'll pre-order it and it'll be done with. Cause I think he has a real shot. Of course, you can't mention a name like Tim Tebow and not mention other names that just just dominate the media. A-Rod. 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 He says he's finally done. He says he's finally done playing baseball. He's retiring. If you believe that A-Rod is done playing baseball before he hits at least 700 home runs, you're an idiot. Buffoon. There is no chance on this planet that A-Rod does not play another Major League Baseball game in his career, in his lifetime. I personally think that he'll play till like 50 because he's stubborn and he thinks that like he can play till like 45 and he'll uh, have the uh, home run record. A-Rod's big with records. A-Rod is, like, huge with the numbers. He wants to be known as the greatest of all time. He's one of these people, selfish people, who just, he doesn't care about the team. He cares about his own money, his own stats, his own reputation. 
And that's why there was certain things that were built into his last contract as far as milestone home runs and um, I think like hits. And um, when he had like 3,000 hits, he, there was a bonus for that. Um, I mean, long story short, he, he ruined baseball. He legit ruined baseball. That contract that he demanded ruined baseball. It was the first contract of its kind. Then he gets that record contract, and then all of a sudden, like three years after that, he like negotiates and makes Steinbrenner give him another contract for 10 years. And now they see, now the Yankees see that money, you know, bought a championship, but look where you're at now. You you lost to Shara, you lost A-Rod, you you have CC that basically can't throw a baseball anymore. He's the size of a linebacker. So many just Waste the space contracts on that team. Jacoby Ellsbury, I I said it from the get go that that contract was going to be the most ridiculous contract that that Steinbrenner's have ever handed out in the history of the Yankees. That shit was insane. I said that he was going to fail immediately when he signed with the Yankees. He was dead to me. His jersey, I had a jersey, I had a T-shirt, um, I had Johnny Damon T-shirts. They all went into a fire pit in flames. You sign with the Yankees, you're dead to me. I don't care who you are. Unless you, for some reason, sign with the Yankees and then come back, redeem yourself with the Red Sox. But if you leave the Red Sox, you sign with the Yankees, and that's like the last baseball team you play for or one of the last baseball teams, and you don't come back and make it up to the Red Sox fans for being an asshole and uh, going to the Yankees, then... You're dead to me. Your jersey will get burned. Your t-shirt will get burned. Done. That Jacoby Ellsbury contract was stupid. Absolutely stupid. It was such a waste of money. But speaking of waste of money, A-Rod. So we're at the end of his deal. He's got one and a half years. He's on the he's on the second to last year of his contract. Like $27 million a season. That he doesn't deserve. He's like 40, 41, something like that. And he's now, he now has 27 million. And what the report is, reportedly by the by the media, big names like uh Ken Rosenthal, uh, etc. People like that are reporting that the Yankees went to A-Rod. They were they were trying to trade him all summer. They they couldn't get one team to bite for his contract. So they were trying to trade him. They couldn't get a team to bite. So then they basically benched him. And he's been a $27 million bench player on the team. And then they went to him and they, they were going to like force him to be like released or force him to retire. And he didn't want to lose the money or something. And there was a big back and forth, back and forth. And I think A-Rod just kind of put his foot down and said, you sign this contract, you're gonna you're gonna you know pay the rest of the contract. But hey, good for a Rod for sticking up for himself. You know the Yankees were dumb enough to give him that contract. Steinbrenner, pay up. You pay up the rest of that contract. So if you want to give a give out a ridiculous contract, you better be expected to pay the full amount of it. So a Rod said he was done. He was released last Friday and he's now currently a free agent and they rolled his year remaining into a uh, 
to, to like a talent scout, special advisor to the to the GM, where basically he's just they're just paying him twenty seven million dollars to to not come to New York anymore, to stay in Miami. They're paying him twenty seven million dollars to just stay away. And that's what it is. They gave him a check for twenty seven million and said, "We never want to see you again." Now everybody said. He said he went up on stage, he cried, he crocodile tears, he thanked himself, he thanked himself again, he thanked himself again. He, you know, mentioned, and then Joe Girardi talked about how he wouldn't have had this this championship ring on his finger if it wasn't for A-Rod. Sure, he was a, he was a part of it, but not before he got, uh, he tested positive for steroids, uh, not before all of the on-field incidents, off-field incidents, everything that his career was as far as ups and downs. He's just a career bad guy, career asshole, career people hate his guts. And if he really, if A-Rod really, really tried, he could have been the most liked baseball player in the history of this league. If he really tried and just gave up the villain shtick and he really tried to become a fan favorite and just stopped being such a selfish, arrogant asshole, he could have been one of the one of the most loved baseball players on the planet. But he couldn't get out of that stick because he got he got stuck on it and that was his gimmick. And he just never changed. More power to him, he never changed. But now he's one of the most hated baseball players in the history of the game. I mean, the Red Sox fans at Fenway, Red Sox Nation, were, were chanting for him to come on the field during the last series with the Red Sox in Fenway, cheering for him to come onto the field so they could boo the living shit out of him. And the Yankees just didn't do it because it wasn't even worth it. So my personal my personal thought, I said this day one. I said this the day that that Friday when he when he announced this that during that press conference, he said he was done. I said on that day through text message to multiple people, there's no chance that this is his last baseball game this coming Friday. There's no chance of this. He will play for another team at one point or another, whether it be later this season or next season. Or the following season, but he will play for another team. Florida, he lives in Florida. I could he he's always said how he wants to own a major league baseball team, be an owner. He has enough money to to get in an ownership group. I can see, I can really see the Miami Marlins signing him. He'll sell tickets. He he is a typical Marlin. Just overvalued. He'll he'll fit perfectly in that in that system, that franchise. Then what they'll do, my theory is they'll give him minimal money on the front end, and then they'll give him ownership option at the back end. So they'll work something into the deal where they'll give him uh, through you know whatever they whatever the the. Players Association worked out for his contract or whatever. However, it works at Major League Baseball. They'll work out some sort of deal where he gets he gets uh, an opportunity to buy into the team 
at a, at a discounted rate or buying the team at, at some point when he's done when he's done with baseball. But at one point or another, he will play for the Miami Marlins. It's a it's a set in stone, probably stone cold lock fact that I think the Marlins will sign him. Giancarlo Stanton done for the season. Another you know huge huge player, great player. He hits he hits literally the longest home runs I've ever seen in my life. He just moonshots like 500, 500, 500. I mean, the home run derby this year wasn't even fair. It was just like the Stanton show. He was just hitting shots to the moon, Uranus, the sun. Just if it went, if it only went to the moon, it was a short home run. He was hitting them to Mars. He was hitting them to the other side of the galaxy. It was insane. But stands out for the rest of the season, so it's a perfect opportunity. You bring A-Rod in, and you make that playoff push. Hell, the NF- the, uh, the NL East, I almost said the NFC East, terrible. They That's terrible, too. The NL East is terrible as well. Both those divisions are terrible. The Braves, the Nationals, the Phillies, the Marlins, they all stink. The Mets, they all stink. It's like one of the worst divisions in baseball. And it stinks. Marlins stink, but they're probably the better, but one of the better teams out of the out of the stink teams. But they all stink. That division is going nowhere. People talk about the Nationals all the time. And whatever the Nationals do, all they do is choke. Washington never will get past the first or second round of the playoffs, they stink in all sports. Um, but I can see the Marlins making that move. I can definitely see the Marlins making that move, making that move for a big name like A-Rod. When you bring A-Rod into the, into the fold, A-Rod will sell tickets, he'll sell jerseys, he'll put fans' asses in the seats, and, and maybe, you know, the... Maybe A Rod gets a rejuvenation in the NENL. He, you know, plays first base. He definitely play first base. And like I was talking about with Tebow, doesn't take much to play first base. Ryan Howard, uh, fielder, play first base. I mean, like literally, like catchers when they stop being catchers because they can't bend over because of their knees anymore, they go and play first base because first base is like the easiest position on the field, other than maybe like. Playing DL in the in the American League because all you have to do is just sit up there and bat. So I can see A Rod making this move, see the Marlins making this move. It works out perfect. Again, if you don't think that A Rod is going to play uh, another game of baseball, you're crazy. He'll at least play until he hits 700 home runs. I think he's going to play until he get he till he gets further up the home run list. Maybe you know, maybe if the Marlins make a move this season, they sign him for the rest of the season. Maybe they'll bring him back next season. He plays two and a half years with the Marlins. He'll get a few home runs. You know, it'll it'll allow him to go out with a with a bang. It'll allow him to go out his way. He can retire. He wants the ceremony, all the the glitz and glamour of the retirement. Give it to him. Whatever. If it sells tickets for for Miami baseball, but it's a stone cold lock, I think. 
He lives in Miami. It just makes perfect sense. Latin community down there. He'll sell tickets. It's simple as that. Of course, slow August in sports. But unfortunately, every four years, we have the Olympics. What a waste of time this shit is. The Olympics. Where do I start with the Olympics? Number one, possibly one of the dumbest things in the history of dumb things. Putting the Olympics in Rio, in Brazil. Literally just mind-boggling shit. Like, it's insane. It's absolute insanity that somebody decided, like, a commission and a board or whatever, like, voted and they, like, gave Rio the the Olympics. Like, supposedly you can't even flush the toilet in most of the Olympic villages in Rio. Like, you can't even, like, you have to, like, decide if you're, like, pissing how many times, like, you can, like, flush the toilet. Like, you know, like... You have to, like, take five pisses and then you can flush the toilet or you can't even, like, you know, flush the flush the toilet paper after you after you take a shit. Like, what kind of nonsense is this? You might as well just, like, put them in the middle of the desert and just said, like, here's some buckets just and a shovel and just, like, figure it out and, like, sleep in tents. Because that probably would have been safer and that probably would have been like a better option than putting them in fucking Rio, Brazil. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I mean, there are so many videos online of people, tourists, people that are reporters, people that are athletes just getting robbed or getting their shit stolen. Like, that's the most insane thing ever. Like, where you can't even, like, be a spectator at the Olympics. And you're, like, on the phone. I watch so many of these videos where these people are on the phone. And they're literally just, ha- they have the phone to the side of their face. And they're talking. They're talking on the phone. Just regular, regular whatever. Like, all of us do on a daily basis. Walking around, talking on the phone. All of a sudden, dude comes up behind him on a bicycle, on a mountain bike, on a 10-speed or 5-speed, like on a Huffy. Just right behind him, just snatch the phone out of the hand and just takes off. Another one, somebody was on their phone like texting or something or like Snapchatting or doing something on their phone. And the dude reached in the bus window. And just grab the phone right out of them, right out of their hand, and just start sprinting away. And if you're on a bus, and you're on your phone, and the bus is about to move, and somebody just snatches your phone and and, and leaves and just runs. Number one, that's like you look like an idiot if you like go running after them off the bus. You're like, oh, stop, bus, stop. And then they, the driver doesn't probably doesn't speak English. They don't understand what you're saying. And this person that just stole your phone, that jacked your phone, is like 500 feet gone. Adios. There are literally just 10-second video after 10-second video after 30-second video of just people just getting jacked, getting robbed, 
getting their stuff stolen. So on top of not being able to like use the toilets in in Rio, you can't walk around like with like an iPod in your ears because it's going to get stolen. And then now the people that work at the Olympic Village are breaking into rooms and stealing stuff too. So you can't even sleep at the Olympic Village, the place that's supposed to be safe. You can't sleep there because the people that work there are stealing everything. You can't leave there because when you leave there, you're getting robbed or you're getting your shit stolen. Then on top of everything, on top of like the when the Olympics first got underway, there was uh, one some of the employees apparently set a fire in one of the Olympic towers. The uh, the the team that they were staying there, the country that was staying there, left the tower. When they left the tower, the workers went into their rooms and stole all their shit. I mean, it's like there's just countless case after case after video after video after video of this. And the Olympics isn't even over yet. Like two days ago, Ryan Lochte was like held at gunpoint, like one of the most like well-known Olympians for this country was held at gunpoint from a taxi by a fake police officer. Fake police officer apparently rolled up and pulled their taxi over and then put in a gun at his forehead and made him give him his wallet. I mean, it's like, it's insane. And then on top of the robberies, on top of not being able to flush the toilets, on top of not being able to feel safe in the Olympic villages, on top of not being able to be a tourist down there because you're going to get robbed, you're going to get your shit stolen, you're going to get jacked. On top of all that, you're dealing with Zika. Zika is like worldwide disease now, and you're dealing with Zika. Who in, the f- who in their right mind decided it was a good idea to put the Olympics in Rio. There are tons of people starving down there. The IOC is set to make a profit of like $4 billion off of this. The athletes are paid like shit. Just what's disclosed. They seems like my opinion, they're paid like shit. They're not paid well. They're not compensated well for their time. And their, their effort and the fact that they're winning fucking gold medals for their country. And you can't do anything down there. You can't be a tourist. You can't do anything. But then the IOC is going to profit like $4 billion off of this. And they're going to like stick it in their pocket. And then they're going to leave Rio. And then they're going to leave Rio with all these like soccer stadiums that will never get used again. They're going to leave Rio with all of this shit that's never going to get touched again. Never going to get used again. And it's like... Pretty insane. It's pretty insane the fact that like you can get away with this and you can just like do whatever and you can just it's like highway robbery. It's like it's corruption at its finest. Where you can literally leave a country starving, leave that like these rundown Olympic towers that'll turn into like slums within years. I mean, they're not gonna get reused, they'll get turned into drug slums and like favillas or whatever. And it'll just be like gang violence and all that stuff. That'll, that'll fill those rundown slum towers. And then all these people are starving. And then the IOC is going to like stick a bunch of money in their pocket and leave. I mean, it, this is like the most insane thing ever. The fact that people like can't 
feel safe to attend the Olympics. Like, I feel like, number one, if you're going to hold the Olympics somewhere in any place, number one needs to be, is there adequate space? Can it handle the travel? Can it handle the the accommodations? Can it handle X amount of people staying here? Like, they were talking about bringing the Olympics to Boston. Boston can't handle that. Boston would literally, it would it would be the worst thing that's ever happened to Boston. It would it would destroy the city. The city would would be in such chaos, and it's already in chaos every day on a you know Monday through Friday basis, Saturday and Sunday as well, but Monday through Friday especially with rush hour and stuff. Can you imagine if the Olympics was there? What the morning commute would be? People that like worked in the city would have to work from home because they never get to work. The train they the train couldn't handle it. Everything could not handle it. And just couldn't handle the stress of that many people. But if you're going to think about putting the Olympics somewhere, number one, space, combinations. Can our city, can this city handle this many people? Number two, is there a deadly virus? Is there a, a disease that's going through currently that might like wreak havoc on like health of like millions of people? And then three, will, will attendees get robbed? It's simple as that. I mean, those are like the three things, like health, safety, and is it feasible? I mean, I don't think it's that hard. You figure it out where, you know, figure out what you're doing and you decide on the city and that's it. But you're, you're at a point where you're putting the Olympics in Rio. It's the most insane thing ever. And people are just getting robbed left and right. Bananas. Absolute bananas. And then after all this, so people are getting robbed every day. Every hour on the hour, probably just every day, people are getting robbed. Just cell phones stolen out of hands. So you have Michael Phelps obviously dominating the Olympics, winning gold medal after gold medal after gold medal. He just keeps winning gold medals. It's not even a... It's not even like close at this point. It's not even close. He just keeps winning and winning and winning and winning. And you keep giving him gold medals. And he just keeps dominating. He's like a dolphin. He's not human. And now he's saying that he's going to retire. He does this every single Olympics. He goes to the Olympics, wins like more gold medals than his neck can hold. And then says he's going to retire. And then after so many times of just sitting there saying, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. It's like, it's like enough. Just stop saying that you're going to retire and just keep, keep swimming. Keep competing in the, in the sport. Use that term loosely. In the sport that you, you compete in because it's it, – it's insane that you, you keep saying that you're going to retire every, after every Olympics. It's like, do you are you really that unsure? So you want this like at the end of every Olympics say, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. I'm gonna, and all of a sudden, every single Olympics, you're just talking about retirement. And then you come back four years later and you keep coming back and you keep winning more medals that you that you can't put around your neck because you're so, so many. 
And it's like now he's talking about retiring again, but his like mom was already saying that he's gonna like come back for 2020 in Tokyo. I, there's like no chance that he doesn't come back. There's no chance that he actually retires after this. I mean, I think he like wants to go for like 30 medals. I can see that. I can see him, you know, getting another six or seven more. And it just keeps winning medals in, in swimming. I mean, Olympic swimming. But stop saying you're gonna retire. Like, you know, you look at a look at Same Bolt. Same Bolt's like the fastest human. He like he's like the real life Flash. Like he's literally a cheetah. He is so fast that like the speed that he runs at creates like blurs behind him, and he just can't be stopped because he's that fast. He doesn't keep saying that he's going to retire after every single Olympics. He just keeps running. He just keeps sprinting and running and dominating, dominating everybody around. Like the fastest human being to ever grace his earth. Stop saying that you're going to retire, Michael Phelps. Stop saying that. Usain Bolt just keeps running, just keeps swimming. You're stacking medals. Go stack some more medals. And... Stop saying idiotic things after every single Olympics. I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. Just make up your mind. If you say you're going to retire, you should have to like sign a contract and say that you're actually retired. It'll actually hold some of these some of these players, some of these these athletes accountable for their words. You say you're retired, you retire. You're not retired, don't retire. But you can't have this like Olympic like, you know, send-off after everything. It's like Boyhole cried wolf. It's like after every like after every Olympics, you're saying you're retiring. It's like people don't even believe you anymore. People are already saying that it's like you know that it's wrong that you're not even gonna that you're not even gonna stick to your word. But hopefully the the Olympics will be done soon. Can't stand this. The only thing I like about it is, is the Olympic wrestling. That's oldest sport in the planet. It's the truest sport in, in this planet where you just put two men. In, in a ring on mats and you figure out who the who the best competitor is that in that match and that day. You use strength, you use skill, you use intelligence. It's the best Olympic sport in the history of the Olympics. It's the oldest sport in the world. Just end all the stupid stupid games that the Olympics do. They're pointless and just let's just wrestle. But the wrestling is the only thing I look forward to in the Olympics. Hopefully, you know, once that's over, I'll, it'll lose the, any of interest that I put into it at all. It'll lose, and then it'll be done. It's not even like, like they're like paddling canoes and bacteria-infested water, which like makes no sense. It's like the water's so bad, like you can't even put your head underwater. And if you do, it's like you'll get sick instantly or something. It's It's insane. It's absolute insanity that they that they put the Olympics in Rio again, but let's just end it. I could care less anymore. Other than that, I mean, we have the the uh, LeBron finally put his uh, put his name in the NBA. Finally put his uh, put his signature to paper. Signed a new deal. He said he was coming back with the Cavaliers. People were questioning if he actually was going to do it or if he was just going to peace on the city again and end up leaving Cleveland in like a pile of like ashes. 
because they would have burned the city down if he left. He would never be able to show his face in Cleveland ever again if he left left that city again. He signed a three-year, $100 million contract. Standard LeBron. He'll sign this three-year contract, and then he'll opt out after two, and then he'll sign another three or four years, and that'll be the end of his contract, and that'll be the end of his career. He'll sign a career to end it that way. I think there's an opt-out after the second year, and as the TV money keeps going up, it'll it'll keep uh, increasing. So if he's making top-tier money, he's making 30 Three mil a season currently with this deal. If he even if he plays out the three years, a hundred full full guarantees. You know, he'll get thirty three mil. He's now the top. He's the I think it's the first time he's the the highest paid player in the NBA. He, he's playing the game. He has like a billion dollar contract, lifetime contract with Nike, largest like contract ever for for apparel and sports and shoes. So it'll be simple. Be simple. He just keeps stacking money, stacking money in the, in the LeBron vault. NBA will be coming back soon. NBA draft happens. Preseason starting soon. Let's get some sports going again because July and August such a slow month for sports. And then unfortunately, every four years you have to deal with the Olympics. People love the Olympics. They go bananas over it. But I love the four core sports. You have the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. And football, and football season finally starting. Preseason back, fantasy sports back, fantasy uh, football is back. I cannot wait. This is my favorite time of the year. Expect comprehensive, comprehensive uh, fantasy strategy, fantasy uh, draft board uh, projections, and uh, you know my rankings. And um, I'm gonna post like how I do in my some of my drafts as well some of the leagues that I run, some of the leagues that I'm in. And it's my favorite, my favorite thing. Favorite thing, football, fantasy. It's awesome. UFC 202 is this weekend. Expect a uh, full preview of that. I'm going to try to get some, uh, some fighters on, on the show as guests, uh, um, reaching out. I have some feelers out. I'm trying to get some, uh, lock up some, some guests, and let's see if we can get this thing rolling as far as just uh, a guest every episode, um, especially for, for MMA episodes. So that should be a good card. Like I said, expect a full preview of that card. Connor versus DS2. Embedded looks sick. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I didn't think I was going to be excited for it. Connor, master marketer that he is, he gets me excited for it. He's just wordsmith. He... Gets people excited with his words. It's just instantaneous that it, he just sells. He just sells and sells and sells. I mean, he took three shots at the at, at WWE uh, wrestlers, and he literally just took over the game. He put all the wrestlers in a big box and put them in the corner and put them in timeout because he just took over the game. He was, for days on days on end, he was the most talked about subject in the history, in, in in that time of pro sports and and uh, and pro wrestling, he was talked about more than any other pro wrestler than any pro wrestler at that time. He was just he took over the game with one with one statement. It's insane. 
So I'm looking forward to that. And then that's it. I mean, hopefully we got some sports coming back and we get to, we get some uh, get some excitement. Get some excitement going on Sundays. Sundays are for football, red zone, NFL Sunday ticket. Bring back Sunday, you know, with the Sunday night games, even Thursday night games. I usually hate Thursday night games. I'm looking forward to Thursday night games. I haven't, I haven't, I'm missing football a lot this year. Missing football a lot. This is Brady's year to get one for the thumb. This is vengeance year. This is vengeance time. We're going to, the Patriots just look ridiculous once we get Brady back after this bullshit four-game suspension. He is just going to be a killer on the field. He is just going to be slinging touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. This might be one of his best years yet with Bennett and Gronkowski and a healthy Edelman and all the weapons that he has, Deion Lewis coming back. This is going to be the year. We're going to get one for the thumb. We're going to go to a parade. You get drunk and have fun. It's going to be amazing. But again, look for the uh, UFC 202 uh, preview this week. And uh, again, subscribe, share the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, hit me up on social media at I am underscore Joe Smith. Again, I am underscore Joe Smith. Simple, easiest name in the English language. Easy name. Just flows right off the tongue. Thanks for listening.